Hey everybody, I'm your host Robert Hebert, and welcome to the, the next episode of Citizens View. It's brought to you by NWIEducate.com. Um, today I have my host, Dr. <laughs> Dr. Anthony Sanchetta. Um, thank you for being here, Doctor. No problem. Today we're going thank to have. A, oh, thank you. <laughs> Today um, we're going to have a discussion, and it's going to be about forgiveness. And there's so many different variables when it comes to forgiveness, and is you know having to be able to to have that ability to forgive, uh, to recognize that forgiveness should be done, or or and and what is forgiveness? Is it is not allowing forgiveness to enter your heart? What kind of negativity is it bringing upon you that you're not recognizing? What are your thoughts on this, doctor? Well, you know, I, I as a physician, I get to listen to people's stories. And amazingly enough, <clears throat> people will tell me more things than they used to when I was training in psychology, which I stopped doing mm -hmm. because I, I like the body. But it's really fascinating to hear the stories and to realize the blocks that come up to healing when people are not forgiving, when people are holding on to something where they have a lot of resentment, a lot of anger. So that is one of the main reasons I find it very interesting to think about forgiveness is I get to see so many different stories, hear so many different stories, and correlated to the way that people are feeling. So like, it's like a physical manifestation, like a, uh, you know, really they're, if they're hanging on to hatred and not allowing forgiveness, that is it that could be a medical I mean there could be some medical problems associated with that is that correct yeah you know like there's a story in this book on forgiveness about mm -hmm. a person who was trying to get better from cancer and the priest actually asked her if there was anybody she hadn't forgiven she said her sister and he said you're gonna really need to do that to fully because he was praying for her for healing to fully receive your healing and she said to him I'd rather die of cancer. Really? Now, later, she worked that through because obviously it planted a seed in her. And at that moment, she was unable to budge. But later, she actually did forgive her sister. And she was actually got well from the cancer. Isn't that something that we, we deny something? You know, uh, we all have situations in our life, I'm sure, where we've had, where we've had moments of stubbornness and not willingness to forgive at this moment, we're not ready to release um, or, you know, or uh, embrace the, um, the word I'm looking for is the surrender, surrender to the forgiveness, surrender to the love, joy, peace, let the hatred and the stubbornness go. Um, and we know so many people like this. And, um, you know, it gets to a point where people, you're, you're hanging on to this person, you know, I'm not the same person that I was when I was 18, and I hope you're not either, because every day we're supposed to learn, grow, nurture, and be better, and strive to be a better version of ourselves each and every day, I hope. Hmm. Um, if that being said, um, if I'm hanging on to something that John Doe did to me 10 years ago, and supposedly we are human beings that are intellectual, and we want to grow and be better, and we're learning stuff every day, we learn through our mistakes, hopefully, um, then why is, we're, if we're learning and being a better version of ourselves every day, how are we doing that with hanging on to ties from 
been from the past of negativity, you know, these, these, these strings that we're holding on to that we're not allowing to cut because for some ungodly reason we still want to hang on or feed that hatred towards somebody or that, that dislike towards something or someone. Well, you know, when you say we are becoming better versions of ourselves every day, that implies valuing character development. And how many people these days are either taught to value character development or even if they're taught it, do they really value it? Now, is that even, see, see that's, that's a perfect, I mean, is that even something in society today? You know, where I was raised, we were, we were raised with, you know, the idealism of chivalry and we were with, uh, with compassion and manners. Um, is that being passed along, you know? You know, I don't see, I don't see it necessarily progressing in sort of the secular common culture. I actually see it sort of diluted down. There really seems to be less of an emphasis on the effort that it takes to grow in character deeper and to allow relationships to sharpen you. You know, in the Bible it says iron sharpens iron. And then there's a lot of relationships like the military or, uh, well, you know, like I have a friend, he's a Navy SEAL, he told me all about the training. There's a lot of situ, and even in, uh, Athletics, there are certain situations where people work each other to make them better. That's right. And that's part of the culture. But if you're open-minded. culture is not really that strongly uh, imposing any sort of cauldron of growth. There's not a lot of pressure on people. They want, it's like, keep the pressure off. Like, don't bother me. Yeah, it's like, I'm going to be who I'm going to be. Right. And there's you no know, there's no emphasis on... Hey, this is how this is the mindset that one needs to have to engage in betterment. You know, you have to have that willing to surrender yourself to the open-mindedness, if you will, to be better, to learn, to bounce off other people's ideas that may not have been um, acceptable to you at, at an earlier time in your life. You know, and it's uh, to accept these new concepts and ideas, to improve oneself, to be open-minded versus fixed-minded. You know, fixed-minded people, like you were saying, are really people that are really just set in their ways. They do the bare minimum they need to do every each and every day, and that makes the mind lazy, in my opinion. Yeah. There's certainly no professional. I mean, there's certainly no. Uh, I'm not a, a a psychologist by any stretch of the imagination, but when I see it every day, I see people trying to be the least that they can be instead of trying to be the most that they can be. And forgiveness is such a major part of that because it's not just about forgiving a relative or forgiving you know you could be at work and somebody's putting a hundred percent and they're making you look bad and you're trying to you know you're spending more effort trying to make somebody look bad than you are trying to actually do your job or you know that it could be a hundred different things and you're hanging on to all of these little negative strings that are attached to you pretty soon you get entangled you can't achieve much and you know sometimes <clears throat> at work we deal with patients who have had auto accidents I can't tell you how many times people find this disruption of their life being rear-ended by another person, something that just creates this kind of enragement that that other person could do that to their life. Now, you know, there's different scenarios. Sometimes the person legitimately made a mistake and other times they're looking at their cell phone or doing a drug deal. I mean, there's all sorts of scenarios as to why 
you might find the guy who rear-ended you to be someone you wanted to resent and even hate. But um, So they create that focus on that. Is that what you're saying? They, well, what I'm saying is, is that it's an interesting thing to look at because these are sudden events that just happened in their life that are causing them to have a lot of rage and anger and unforgiveness. That's right. And I'm dealing with people who are saying, you know, I'm really hurting here. Through my neck, I'm having headaches, and I'm so pissed off at that person Amen. for what they did to me. And it's you know, it's in the room. The unforgiveness is in the room. And the thing is, is that it's not something you can instantly say, "Well, you should forgive them." That's right. I mean, I mean, it's and ridiculous what we to just lay that on them. What we feed grows, though. It's just like you're saying. You know, I mean, if if somebody had that, we have road rage that's at an all time high. I mean, it, we have everything's in real time everything is instant and when something you know uh, prevents that instant gratification from happening i.e an accident or interrupting somebody's day the audacity of somebody making a mistake and me being involved with it you know it's 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 interesting because that is you know that's one variable that of a hundred that, that that people hold on to to create the uh the rage and the anger that they you know what we feed grows and that, that you know what this forgiveness goes into many different variables from relig different religions to different spe uh, to different races to different everything somebody's different than me oh my god how the audacity of of me sitting in the room with somebody who doesn't think the same way i do oh my god is interrupting my my mindset um in the road rage i i i, I was uh, at a gas station a few years ago somebody had cut somebody off going into this gas station and they literally were so angry that they ran their car into this person while he was getting gas, causing the pump to, you know, the gas to fly all over the place. The pump was broken. Gas was spewing everywhere. And this was all because of a simple, you know, it was heavy traffic time. And a person pulled in. Yes, it cut him off, but the person, you know, they in order to get him in, it, it wasn't, it was, it was a calamity of the situation, not the individual. Because right. I was there, I saw it. And the rage of this individual, how dare you cut me off? How dare you take the pump when that, that I that you know I preassigned in my mind is mine, you know, and then they they just ran their car into them, I mean, causing I don't know how much damage, but it was extreme. All this because you cut me off, and and there was no forgiveness there. There was no there was no you know this is where we talk about uh, uh, when you talk about response versus reaction. We, we become a society of reaction versus response, whereas reaction is emotion without the benefit of intellect, making decisions with the emotion without the benefit of intellect. People, uh, you have the unfortunate aspect of a school shooting, what's the first thing they go to? It's the, they go to the same thing that's, that everybody's gone to for 100 years. You know, something negative happens, gun control. They don't look at why the person did what they did. They don't look at trying to resolve the, the legitimate problem, the cause so that we can prevent it from happening again. They go back to the same preset. Give me a number one with Coke Supersizer because that's all I know. You know, Uncle Sam solved my problems I don't want to deal with. You know, and we become a society of instant gratification, which prevents us from getting to that forgiveness, in my opinion. So, what do you think? When I look at all these people mm -hmm. who come in with the rear end collisions, the one, the ones who are having the easiest time forgiving, are not necessarily the ones with the least pain. They're the ones who have already been trained and are living a life that has some degree of discipline of forgiveness built into it. So, you know, that's what I'm saying about character development and how it 
sort of kind of weak in our society lately. Basically, if you're not practicing forgiveness all the time to the best of your ability, I mean, when you practice something, you're not always getting it. You can go to the driving range and how many good shots are you going to get? Mm -hmm. But at least you're going, if you're going every day, you're practicing, you are going to be improving to some degree. Mm -hmm. And same thing's true with forgiveness. So when you get into a situation like somebody hits you from behind, if you've been practicing forgiveness every day over the smaller things in life and you value being able to forgive, no matter how rattled you get, that little reminder in your head is going to go off that I can't really build a case against this person without it affecting me and my value system. So they, they start to modulate it quickly. So person, start, people that accept personal responsibility? Yeah, part um, of it is that. Mm -hmm. And part of it is just accepting the principle of forgiveness, which is, you know, I think that's a really key thing that we really have to focus on, which is, why should we forgive? Amen. Amen. So what why is, should we? Exactly. What, what are some exercises, both mentally uh, that um, and spiritually, that we can do as individuals to integrate forgiveness into our lives? Well, you know, the first thing I think is that people have to start looking at how do I see things differently? Because unforgiveness usually rides on the tail of that kind of visceral reaction that comes when you're hurt or angry. And when I say hurt, it could be emotionally or physically or both. When that reaction comes up and you're just hurting, you want to get back at the person, that's the visceral thing. But when you're trained to say, well, how do I look at the situation differently? Because that's how you think about everything. Mm -hmm. You basically say, I'm not going to be a reactive person. I'm not going to be a person who just runs on impulse. Then that's the first discipline, in my opinion. So a person has to consciously first make a decision. I am not going to be that kind of person anymore. I'm not going to feed the negativity. I'm not going to feed the unforgiveness. I'm going to feed. I want to be a person that responds versus reacts. Right. And if you look at it, if a person has been parented in a way where every time there's a little conflict between kids or whatever, mm -hmm. dad or mom comes over and quiets the situation down and talks about it and takes the time to deal with it, aren't they going to build that in? at an early age so that that becomes a more habitual way of doing things. I mean, here we're talking and some people listening might be 30, mm -hmm. 40 and been reacting their whole lives. And if they're going to start practicing this now, they don't have the benefit of all that parenting. It's going to be a lot more of a challenge. It'll be a discipline, a deliberate discipline, but it is going to be a challenge. You know, to me, but, this is like addiction because, you know, when you have, in my opinion, uh, when you have uh, people that are addicted to chaos or addicted to negativity, because you, what you feed grows and people like to chaos breeds company, um, you know, you have to be at the precipice of your life where, you know, like people come to me, I'm in finance, people come to me when they're tired of living paycheck to paycheck, um, but they have to be at that point where they, they're sick of it. You know, if there's, how, how does, you know, how do people recognize that? Okay, I am tired of feeling this way. I'm tired of being I am the problem with all the people. Nobody wants to hang out with me. Nobody wants to deal with it because I'm always blaming. I'm always passing the negativity on other people. How do they recognize that so that they can effectively change? Because in my opinion, in order for them to practice forgiveness, in order them to, to open their minds to betterment and, and, and wellness in their life, uh, they have to first recognize that 
they have, you know, that they're not seeing it that way. Because these people have lived their whole life passing the blame on other people. How do they at that come to the moment where they say they recognize, wait a minute, all my life I've been blaming everybody else for everything. Now all of a sudden I get to understand that it's me and I need to make changes for myself. Before they can start doing this forgiveness and making these practices, they have to first recognize that, you know, they have an opportunity to be better. Is that right? Or Yeah, you know, actually sometimes the people who come in who've been rear-ended, <laughs> this is, during the encounters with me, this is maybe the first time in their life that they're confronting the fact that the unforgiveness is causing them to hurt longer. And that's one of the ways that God provides leverage in their lives. It's a painful way, but it, it, they start to realize, you know, if I keep enraging over this, I'm not sleeping. And the doctor keeps telling me they're not sleeping is making me take longer to get well. I'm angry, so my blood pressure's up. The doctor keeps telling me that, you know, it would be nice if we can get your blood pressure under control. He's giving me some magnesium, but maybe I need to calm down. But I, I can't calm down if every day I'm dwelling on how pissed off I am at that kid who was on her cell phone and smashed into my car. And now my next killing man, I got herniated discs. So, you know, that's one way is that people start to realize how much pain it's causing them. And that's, but, that's a tough thing, isn't it? Well, yeah. And then the other thing is when they're not in that much pain and they just have like a spirit of vendetta, you know, I mean, I come from the Italian culture. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of cultures right now where there's a spirit of vendetta where people just think we have to get back at those who have hurt us. That's right. And what is it that's going to break that cycle? How much violence is it going to take? How much pain is it going to take? Mm -hmm. You know, it's it's very challenging to interrupt it when it's running out of control. And you're self-perpetuating. California wildfire. Yeah, I mean, it's just self-perpetuating. To me, unless there's recognition and identification of an issue, it's hard to address and develop a, you know develop practices to move forward or improve that 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 position um, of negative thought of non-forgiveness if the person doesn't recognize first. Uh, and have an and have an ambition um, to move to become better, right. you know, and to have a better way of thinking. You can't practice better ways if you're not willing to accept that you need the better ways. Uh, in my opinion, I think you know, culturally, mm -hmm. we have to look at the fact that if we would just entertain, could forgiveness enhance the solution of these problems, whether it be problems between nations problems in a family and people's need to get healed from a chronic illness. Mm -hmm. They would just ask that question. If somebody in a position of authority would actually give them that idea, say, why don't you think about, is there anybody you're not forgiving? Or even they would notice it and just say, you know, what about that stuck place in you that's really pissed off at your uncle? Mm -hmm. Maybe you ought to look at that. Maybe that's... Yeah, and sometimes forgiveness isn't about going out. It's about you releasing all of that, all of that negative emotion. It's not about going up to an individual necessarily and saying, Hey, I forgive you. Right. Um, because sometimes it's oil and water. Sometimes it's gas and fire. Sometimes it's better to have that degree of separation and people have a hard time distinguishing. They think that they need to go up and say, I forgive you. You don't, you need to release the negative emotion so that you can improve yourself. What the other person does, you can't control. You can only control what you do. And, you know, so forgiveness, everybody is, uh, you know, today is a discussion on forgiveness and it's about 
in my opinion, and I hope the doctor agrees with me, is forgiveness is food for the soul. You know, it's, you, if the more you feed forgiveness in your life, the more that you, you improve it and, and, and integrate it into every little aspect of your life, the better your life will become. The better you'll be able to handle any issue that comes up. Is, is that pretty sensible? Yes, but it will take effort. If you're, not, effort. You, if, you, if you're not practiced, a lot of effort. A lot of effort. Yep. If you're not practiced. And, and we all need to be practiced, practiced every day. Yeah, I mean, we have to maintain the practice every day. I mean, but that's a commitment for each of us. And have your friends and your family help you. So I want to thank you so very much for being here, Dr. Sanchetta. My pleasure. Um, I can't wait for us to have further discussion on this and other subjects. Uh, I look forward to your feedback, everybody. Uh, please go to um, admin at New Win Investment. NWI Educate, excuse me, it's, it's admin at nwieducate.com, forgive me. The show is Citizens View, and this is nwieducate.com. Please have a wonderful day, and look forward to talking with you next time. Thank you.